At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. The Volume. Hey, what's up, y'all? T-Bob here reminding you that you can come hang out with me and Aaron Murray live on AMP Monday through Thursday. AMP is a new live radio app. You just download it from the Apple Store. You can actually call in, text in, chat with us directly during the show. It's a ton of fun. We're at Snaps. Ryan Snaps, your favorite college football podcast at Snaps, Monday through Thursday, 1 Eastern, New Central, on AMP. Download it and come hang out with us today. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome into a brand new episode of Snaps, uh, a daily college football podcast that we really hope you enjoy. I'm one of your hosts, T-Bob Bear, joined as always but QB1, Aaron Murray. What's up, Aaron? Uh, this is an awesome week. There's nothing better than Thursday through Monday of college football and then a short little mini week uh, before week two gets going. It feels like it's like up-tempo, highest-paced offense, Tennessee style. So just eager to get back to some more football this weekend. Yeah, I agree. The takes never stop. Our cup overfloweth. Yep. We got more good, impactful, important football last night. Uh, real quick here, remember, shout out AMP. Download AMP on your phone today. We're here live every single day. Now, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon central, around there. Maybe a couple minutes we'll room in either direction. Um, and shout out to uh, our YouTube channel, which is you know growing by the day. And, and we yep. want to continue to grow. YouTube.com slash at volume snaps we fought for this channel to get made to help the show and y'all have responded very well so thank you all so much but please continue to share with your friends hit the like button subscribe all the things to please the algorithm that gods are our lives uh speaking of youtube we always start the show with an opening comment except the times we forget uh this is where we dive in our youtube videos and we find a comment that made us laugh or something good point whatever and we read it so today deborah hudson 6324 off subject but damn you fine <laughs> and blue is your color. Go Buffs. Uh, thank you, Deborah. 
I'm, we should I'm talk about gonna, me or you. Was this towards I'm gonna me assume, or you? Uh, I mean, Aaron, come on. What do you think, dude? I, 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 100% me. 100%. No, no, no chance. Yes. I have blue on right now. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I do have blue on. Can we go back? Can we go back to the episode? Who was wearing blue during the episode? Um, do we know? No, yeah, no. About? I do like that you're taking this seriously because no, there was no, no fucking was... chance she was talking about me. Are you kidding me? Look There's... at you. You're a good looking you're... guy. No, no, no. I know. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm and not mean, like the grizzly no, stop. I'm not meaning like. I'm not trying to be like demeaning. Um, you know, fishy for compliments, guy. Because I'm, I'm confident. Like I feel, I feel good. You know, I'm. I'm you know, we're doing my fitness pal. Like we're, we're all, we're all good over here. But I mean, you know, let's just call a spade a spade. <laughs> I mean, like, come on. Uh, so Denver's a little horny for some air. Murray. Mm. I'm a little horny <laughs> for uh for Duke football and Riley Leonard after last night. How about it, Aaron? Uh, oh boy, Aaron Murray tried to tell you. Uh, just a couple to. weeks ago, we played the game. Which team in the top 10 has the biggest chance of finishing unranked? Aaron said Clemson. The Clemson faithful got very upset with them. And, uh, well, Aaron, take a victory lap because that – I mean, Duke didn't just win. Duke beat that ass last night. Yeah, I was I was absolutely shocked. I missed the first quarter. Uh, I was doing, doing um, a show. And I got a text like, what the hell is going on with Clemson? I was like, yes, let's go. And I turned it on and watched the second, third, and fourth quarter. And I, I'm shocked. I'm, I'm just shocked. Like, there's, there's, I'm not going to call it David versus Goliath, but it's pretty close to David versus Goliath. The amount of four and five stars on Clemson compared to Duke, I think it was like 40 or 50 four and five star guys compared to only two on duke so yeah, yeah. this is a, a around that. biblical story here that that happened last night i mean just incredible seeing duke win that football game rush the field mike elko second year head coach there for duke taking down the big bad dabbo who uh, i didn't i know he hated the portal he's only taken two players in the portal the past two mm -hmm. years Oh, so imagine that dabbo rude awakening out of rude, touch rude awakening the game passed by i mean kind of feels i think like the, the nation was celebrating last night I didn't realize there was that much hate towards Clemson until seeing Duke win last night and people at 11 o'clock Eastern celebrating the, the fact that, that they just lost. Look, uh, it was a good weekend for the haters, right? A yeah. lot of people hate Brian Kelly. A lot of people hate Davo Swinney. Um, hold on. There's one more. Mm. I'm blanking on who the last one I had was, but either way, just between those two, I mean, those two generate yeah. so much hate. Like people were only too happy to watch them get their ass kicked on national TV back-to-back -back nights. Uh, I'm still a cult of Kelly believer. Thank you very much. I am um, with you. What, what shocks me about Aaron, and it's funny because like I was assuming, ah, you know, Clip's going to win this game. And then finally yesterday we're doing the show and we're like, let's just like look at like Riley Leonard stats versus Cade Klubnik from last year, and yeah. and and for some reason in my head, I had it that Cade Klubnik had played all right last year and had played more than I thought uh, than than, it, than he actually did last year, right? And so when I pulled it up, and like it's not even close. Like Cade Klubnik mm -hmm. basically didn't play, and when he did, he basically didn't do anything. Whereas Riley Leonard was one of the better quarterbacks in the country. All of a sudden, I'm like, okay, well. This could be a bit more interesting, but what shocked me is it it was the quarterback, but it was also way beyond that. I mean, they beat the fuck out of Clemson in every phase of the game.
They ran Special it down their throat. Offense, defense. Yeah, the 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 touchdown run by Waters to make it twenty seven or twenty eight to seven at the end, like to to put the, that was Clemson like LSU. They were done. They yeah, had quit. They, they, they had been. They they, it's, like, it's like they were shocked. I always think about in in the comic books or even you go to the movie when uh, Bane picks up Batman, just fucking breaks his spine across his knee. Mm -hmm. That's basically what Duke did to Clemson yeah. last night, and Clemson just looked sloppy. Bad yeah. special teams came, and it's not even like Duke was perfect, right? Because that's the other part. They fumbled oh. a punt, which set up the only Clemson touchdown. They fumbled again right before half to take points off the board, where their king game has been really strong. So, like, no, Duke wasn't perfect. They were just better. And I hate dogging quarterbacks. Because, you know, like even yesterday, I was trying to defend a lot of these quarterbacks across the country. But there's a reason why Dabo held on to DJU as long as he did last season. Like, because you remember, mm -hmm. like, there was a lot of heat on DJU from the, the, the Clemson faithful of he's yeah. not the guy putting club Nick, putting club Nick, and he kept resisting it and resisting it and resisting it. And finally he just gave in and said, okay, fine. Like I'm going to put this kid in. And even the sparing times he played, I'm like, trust me. Like I thought I said on the show, I was like, trust me, he's not the better quarterback. There yeah. is a reason why Dabo is not putting him out there because if he, if, if he believed it, he would have by now. And we've and seen Dabo do that plenty of times in the past. Yes. Like when he believes the backup is the guy. Yeah. Yeah. He did it with Trevor Lawrence as a freshman when you had a, a you know decent starting quarterback. So that should have been all the sign you needed to know that like Cade was not, and is, is he's still green. I'll give him that. He's still young. He's, he had a couple good throws here there last night, but he's not the answer. And the other biggest problem, which I've been harping on this entire season, you don't have elite playmakers on the outside yeah. to help a young quarterback that's still trying to find his way. You don't have either of those. And everyone's like, oh, it's okay. You know, it's fine that we don't have elite receivers. It's fine that we have a young quarterback because guess what? We got Garrett Riley and Garrett Riley's going to solve all of our problems. If you don't got players, you don't got players. Straight up. Straight up. You don't got players, you don't got players. You Put it on a shirt. Was Put it on a fucking a magic shirt. Wand. If you don't got players, you don't got players. Put it right next to every risk is risky. You we got have our first you Murray Murray special quote of the year. But but honestly, I I, I get what you're getting at. I get yes. where you get it. You Garrett Riley can't make up for that fact. He can't make up for it. He just can't. So I don't care how good he is, it didn't matter. Um, and Duke balled out, man. And listen. Clemson had three opportunities inside the five-yard line with two fumbles, and, and their kicker was, my goodness. Old boy looks scared, son. He looked Old scared as a true freshman. as fuck. But, but, it, but, and I brought it up. I mean, the fact that Duke had 6.6 .6 yards per carry. Because that's, that's what thing. you were like, touting that stuff up. Front seven was supposed to be like, okay, maybe the mm -hmm. weapons aren't that good, and maybe Kate Clemson's got a guy, but like, the front seven, surely that that's yes. that that's where you you're still leading. I mean, Brian Brzee just got drafted in the first oh, round yeah. last year. Like, mm -hmm. no, no, not the case anymore. Feels like the Clemson era is over. I love a good week one overreaction, and it feels like Clemson has fucking crumbled. Duke marched crumbled. around their gate seven times, blew the horns, the walls came down, and now the raping and pillaging has begun. They lost by twenty one points to Duke. Yes, yes, this isn't just some. You know, upset in the fourth quarter where a team beat you by three points, and we're like, "Oh wow!" But it was a no. They beat your ass. That yeah. that that's that's the part that I think even Dabo in the press conference afterwards, when he's like, "I've never lost a game like this. Like I've lost games and I've been beat down, but usually those beatings are by teams that are just as good as you talent wise." Duke is not that. Once again, 
Clemson, about 50 guys on that roster are four and five star talent out of high school. Duke yeah. has two. Mm -hmm. Two. And again, and again, and and sometimes we talk about blue chip ratio. Like when I talk with Jake Hester on my morning show, he always gets upset because like he always just thinks that like blue chip ratio means I'm telling you, this is a good team. I'm not saying that. Stuff no. like ratings, four or five stars, it's to it's to inform us who should we be giving credit to for elevating their team and who should we be criticizing for yep. taking it down, right? And so yep. Mike Elko gets bonus points for overcoming this massive fucking disparity. Whereas Dabo gets bonus negative points for, you know, obviously doing the inverse. Um, did you see Cade Klubnik uh, airmail Dabo on the high five? No, I saw I saw the the headline. I prefer to watch it though. Jogging to the sideline, bro. It. Mm. I would love. I mean, bro, maybe if you can see if you can find it on Twitter or something and get Aaron reaction because, like, I would love to see if you think that he didn't see it or purposefully ran by it. It was. It's a little awkward. Like Dabo even does do you, like a do double you think take. The message is. Do you think the kids in that locker room are are are, are sick of the message from Dabo? Yeah. I mean, it's old school. Probably. I hate NIL. I don't believe in the transfer portal. I'm going to do it my way. And just like, we, we, it, it is the opposite of the man that we've been praising all weekend, which is Dion. And you look yeah. at the hype that Dion's getting and then the hate that Dad And Mike Norvell. And I'll say Mike Norvell. Dion and Mike, and Mike Norvell, Norvell. The two big winners and both really yeah. taking advantage of portal and NIL. But even, but, but let's compare two coaches real quick because. Dabo was supposed to be the next Nick Saban. He was the guy that yeah. maybe Clemson overthrows Alabama. And they had moments where obviously they beat him in championships. Dabo is the next guy. But guess what? Nick Saban evolved. Nick Saban evolved on the offensive True. side of the football. He brought in new coordinators with new ideas. He changed his offense schematically up. Uh, and then he's completely bought into NI on the transfer portal. Look at the guys that he's bringing in left and right the past couple of years. So, like, mm -hmm. you even saw the best of the best change. His core beliefs and philosophy, because he saw that I had to keep up. If I want to stay on top of this mountain, I have to do all these things. Yet Dabo has been really one of the very few, if maybe the only one, who has resisted any of this change. And now all of a sudden it's biting him in the ass. And I'm with you, man. It seems like that, that Clemson dynasty is coming to an end. If yeah, it, and it is an end. And, and, you know, it's like also you look back, and this is a bit of a richness history, but you look back at when they won, and yeah, you had Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence. Like getting one of those guys is lucky enough. Trying to get back to back is near impossible. Now they did it, but like, yeah, can you prove in this new era to be able to do it again? Can you find that guy? Because the Dabo also, like, I mean, credit to him because recruiting has remained very good, but yeah. uh, the Dabo brand seems pretty nerdy right now. And you know what's interesting to me a bit is that because the religious angle does factor into this to some extent, right? In that Dabo's very upfront about his faith. And a lot of people use that to make fun of him or kind of attack him. But you know who else is? Deion Sanders. He's, yeah. he's, he doesn't even curse. He's incredibly upfront about his faith. Hugh Freeze, right? And and he's even kind of a mixture of Dabo and Dion, where he's got like a little more edge, but he's a little more Dabo yeah. as well. Like, so like the point is like uh there are ways to do that and be successful. And Dabo's just Dabo's just not finding it anywhere right now. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, I feel like mm -hmm. Clemson has crumbled and it is wild how much one weekend changed our perspective on the ACC. 
Because oh. all of a sudden, to me, it's oh. FSU in a tier of their own. Then it's yes. Duke UNC. Like it's fucking basketball <laughs> season. Duke UNC behind, then Clemson and the rest. Like it's 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 crazy how much it all changed. And I put a post on this earlier today, and, and good for you for for picking them for your uh, your playoff ranking. Uh, Notre Dame has to be sitting back right now, just smiling from from ear to ear. Because what do we say? Like if, if Notre Dame can get through their schedule, two of three, and it two of three, can, and we said can they can they win two of three? Can they beat of these three teams, Ohio State and USC, who they both get at home? Or on the road versus Clemson, can they win two of those games? Dude, they already right beat now the for fuck out one? of last year. They beat the fuck yep. out of Clemson last year. Remember that? Yep. Looking at it right now, I kind of feel like they should win all three games. All I of a agree. sudden, I agree. And dude. all you need to do is win two of them, and you're in. Like they're, you know, they're, they can, as long as they don't get in their own way. You know, NC State on the road this weekend. I don't know if we're going to pre that preview that game or not. That's going to be a a little challenge for we them. Definitely, really, we have to. We have to preview that game. It is a three game se- season. For Notre Dame, and regardless of what Clemson or USC or Ohio State end up being this year, that still will be two or three massive wins because mm-hmm. of the brands. And, yeah, and, no- and, and they will get in at 11 and 1, 12 and 0. That's why, like, they were my biggest win in the weekend because they're like, hell yeah, we that should give that locker room confidence that we can win those games now. Uh, other big weekend winner here, DJU, right? I mean, yeah. D- DJ Uangale goes and scores the highest. Like, think about all the quarterback play we talked about. Pinnock, Shooter, Sanders, incredible quarterback mm-hmm. play. You know who got graded highest scored in PFF? 91.1. DJ Uangale. Uh, Oregon State looked great. Yeah, um, and what's the best feeling in the world when the world can clearly see that between you and your ex, uh, your ex was the problem? I mean, like, <laughs> DJ, DJU is floating. Yeah. On campus mm-hmm. this Tuesday morning, um, and here's here's my question: You go to Garrett Riley, Aaron. Why did it feel so similar? Lack of weapons, I think, is certainly one thing you yeah. talk about. That would be it. But like, but like, they kept trying to force DJU to be this running quarterback, even though he wasn't that good at it. And now they're trying to face Kate Klubnick, and maybe he's slightly better at it than New England. But like, he he's just not very threatening. But they just keep no. forcing it. That's because he's. I don't think he's a very good passer. Like oh, you're trying to make anything yeah. happen. Like, yeah, you can't if you're not elite passer the football. Well, you're athletic. Well, let's find a way to you know to, to turn you into to more of a runner. Listen, it is Clemson fans right now because you. Saw, I saw a moment of this in, in the third or fourth quarter. Will Shipley looked exhausted. Yes, like <laughs> mentally and physically exhausted. I mean, this guy's had to carry the football team all last year. Was carrying the football team on his back last night. I mean, if Real if Will boy. Shipley starts to go in the tank because he's exhausted, or if he gets banged up at all, Clemson, watch out because your season well, you think it's bad now. I mean, he's, Shipley, only, he's the only person he's the only person you have on that offense right now. That's it. It is literally the Will Shipley show, and he's really good. But like, he's really good. But he's not like. But I mean, I don't know. He but he ain't like Bo Jackson carry the whole team. No. Good. He's not like Travis yeah. Hunter. You know, play both ways, just create magic good. Um, mm. Tough look for Clemson. Hate to see it. Kind of don't hate to see it, but whatever. No, no don't hate to see no. <laughs> uh, um, Okay, so. You know, you know what, what are your yeah. thoughts on this? Because I got so annoyed with the Clemson fan last night. I, I had to call them out. And so they, they, of course, everyone always goes back to the, if I played a certain team in loss, 
that I have this hatred in my heart because I yeah, lost that team. Yeah, That's why I'm always yeah. against him. Like, yeah. So he yeah. goes, you're just salty. Cause I was like, told you comes to fans. Like this hit team, you're just salty because of what happened in 2013. I'm just like, dude, sure. you, you can't use that as an excuse when you're sure. clearly watching a team lose by 21 points to Duke. That my only reasoning for saying this team is bad is because I lost to them 10 years ago. Yeah. I'm yeah. Just like, I, no, uh, I agree with him. I mean, learn to let go. Oh and, yeah. Let go and I grow. Know. Okay. It's, it's, just, I mean, it's, honestly, I'm, I'm, it's, you know, yeah, I talk all the shit in the world about Alabama. <laughs> a lot of it does go back to losing that natty. <laughs> I shit about losing one time to Clemson. No, I know. I know. Um, even though <laughs> in just the great irony that is this world we live in, I'm actually cheering for Alabama this weekend because I just oh. got to shut up you and all the d other dumbasses that are somehow taking you know, Steve Sarkeesian going ordering. into Tuscaloosa with Quinn Ewers at Corvette. Okay, dude. Um, I'm getting. I'm gonna be like Stephen A. Smith. I'm gonna get a big old cowboy hat. Yes, I'm gonna be rocking that hey. in Baton Rouge Learn Saturday night after both games. Just give me, give me, get a nice little cigar. I'm gonna go see you during your live show. Yeah, come to Don Juan. Give me dude. a cigar yes. with my Texas hat on. Um, and if they lose, mm, okay. Leave. So Clemson dead. FSU stronger than ever. And yep. so it does beg the question, is FSU a legit national title contender? And uh, because I do do such a local show with my radio show, um, normally I have the film done on Sunday, but games on Sunday. So yet last night, I spent three hours watching the LSU-FSU game. Mm. I'm trying to really understand what happened. Uh, first off, my main takeaway is that I can get into some of the critiques that I have maybe a bit later, but it's that just it, it, it's what we said yesterday. FSU is that good. Like yeah. I see no weaknesses. They're great on both sides of the line. They have great weapons at every level, running back, tight end, receiver. They have an excellent secondary and their coaching is excellent. Mike Norvell's offensive scheme. That was actually the biggest takeaway that I had besides the fact that like, their receivers are just so much better than LSU secondary. We knew it going in and it proved to be the, the, the strength of like, yeah, it's just, they dominate, but scheme wise, watching these two spread offenses felt like watching like for LSU, it felt like watching black and white television. And for Mike Norvell, it felt like watching full color or like, or like watching LSU felt like reading a dictionary. Mike Norvell felt like getting on Wikipedia. Like yeah. there's so much, movement in the Norvell offense where you have linemen pulling every play like opposite directions and they're setting up things with Jeff Sweets. It's like every play has these themes that are interconnected and that build on top of each other. It's almost like witnessing like a beautiful musical composition. And then you get to the LSU portion and it's still the spread, but it's just like wrote like very traditional. Yeah. It's, it's a collection of notes. It's a collection of plays mm -hmm. rather than an actual like interconnected theme and so i was really blown away but mike Norvell. and last thing i'll say aaron before i hand it the lines the lines of scrimmage and i told you i just read that book philip and alexander uh about about the, the the macedonians right and one thing that's crazy about them is philip spent his whole life conquering macedonia northern greece et cetera, et cetera right mm -hmm. uh he dies murdered in a pretty crazy way actually but 
Alexander takes over. And what Alexander takes over, though, is a group of fucking veterans. Okay, a group that for years mm -hmm. now, all they've done is campaign. That's the crazy thing about those two. They just always campaigned. They never went home. They never chilled. They were just always fucking fighting. But what it created was Alexander takes over an army. Aaron, we're talking about guys in their 50s, these yeah. old gray beard fighters, wiry muscle in their 50s. A pulse doesn't get up. They've been fighting. They don't give a fuck. You put them against an army, it doesn't matter what the numbers are. They're cool. They're calm, collected. They're dominant. That's how I felt about that FSU offensive line. It's a bunch of old fucking 24-year-old gray beards who are concerned with Harold Perkins coming off the edge. Get the fuck out of here. That's because so, Harold Perkins rarely came off the edge. That's oh, why yeah, they were yeah, concerned. Yeah, yeah. I, that's true. the problem. You know, Harold um, Perkins should come off the well, edge Well, wait, look, more. we get into I, – I don't want to rehash yeah, the stuff. Yeah, we get yes, into that, yes, but yeah, outcoach outplayed all that. This is about Florida yeah. State. Absolutely, they are a title. Oh, and they have an excellent quarterback. Like Jordan Travis is all. I know. Like or Jaden Daniels. Imagine how far to, like, the, the transformation. Yeah, the transformation of Jordan Travis from two yes. years ago, crazy to where he is today, is Mike Norvell. Uh, Mind-boggling. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, good for him. I mean, it, it is. It is hard to change who you are uh, this late into your life as a college football player, and he did. He he has greatly. Um, impressed me with with his determination to be a better thrower and to be just a better quarterback in general not just be some athlete back there that can maybe hit a couple passes now and then like he is a legitimate threat to throw the football on every single down on top of how athletic he is as well to create well with when his he legs. runs it he's not actually looking to run he's no not he's a, not he's, he, ever well you saw ever. in the game the other day he went left and then right yeah. bought some time threw it got the first down i mean multiple times over and over again like and now he that's has the maturation of his game yeah, now he has Keon Coleman and a year older Johnny Wilson so, and Jaheim Bell and Travis Benson so, to throw. So where's to. the weakness? You have you have right now maybe the best quarterback in the ACC, probably the best yeah. quarterback in the ACC. You have the best receivers in the ACC. Yeah, one of the best running backs in the ACC, best offensive yep. in the ACC, best yep. pass rusher in the ACC. Like, yep, you've probably the best D line like, as a whole in the ACC. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, Clemson's still good. Let, let's let's let but they're right there. Like, there is not a major hole in this football team where you can look at it and poke like this is where we attack the only hole to me and this was somewhat answered we, we briefly discussed this yesterday on the show is mike norvell elite enough to go and beat nick saban kirby smart but i if think you beat, so. if, if you beat if you win this year and you beat brian kelly dabo even if it comes out you beat dabo yep. and say you beat dabo twice then, you know, then, you know then, that puts you into a category where I'm not saying that you are Kirby or Nick Saban, but you're good enough in a one game situation to go out there and compete with them. No, you're a made man. You're a made man. You it's like the mafia. Man. Like, like all of a sudden you're like untouchable. Like no more can these message board rumors cause any heat on your seat. Like you're, you're fucking made yep. man. If you prove that at yep. that point. Yep. Um, so I, I mean, again, as com one of the most complete football teams I have seen in a long time like maybe they have, less they, they have less questions about their football team right now than i have questions about georgia yes and alabama 100%. i'll tell you that like 100%. They, i look at fsu and i said that's a that's a complete roster that's a complete team and i i don't know where i could pick a hole in i, I look at alabama and i still need to see can you play quarterback can you create plays on the outside of the receivers i look at georgia can you run the football um, and obviously we need to see Carson Beck and what he can do. Like those teams still have something to prove. I think FSU, I know it's only one game and once one game, but it's a hell of a game to do it. 
mm-hmm. have proven to us that this is a complete football team. Yeah. Well, I would I would love to see FSU's offense against Georgia's defense right now. Ooh. I mean, that is some Those good on good right there, dude. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Because uh, because that's because that's the other thing. Definitely, I was we were dead wrong. I was dead wrong about LSU being championship caliber. But LSU's not bad. It's just not like no. like I think they're I think they're like a nine and three team. Uh, ten wins of the yep. bowl game. You know, like yep. they're still really solid. There's still a lot of good in that film. Florida State was just flat out better, dude. And when they yep. fucking broke him in that second half, that was a sight to behold. Um, so yeah, FSU snaps certified, put the stamp on him. Absolute mm-hmm. national title contender. Where will they end up in our snaps top 10 coming up by the end of the show? We'll see. Don't say anything yet. We'll see. We'll see. Um, all right. Anything else on Florida state here? <clears throat> no, no. They, um, schedule is not too difficult either. The rest of the way out. I mean, you also, you know what they're doing? Like, they're like, yeah, they're playing with belief though. Yeah. Right. And and I talked about it before the game. Why does Jared Verse come back when he's a projected top 20 pick? Yeah. Because the culture is strong because mm-hmm. he wants to win and he has been sold the belief that they can win. And then it do it. So, you know, maybe he becomes like a top five pick and makes even more money, whatever. But you normally don't come back if you're a top 20 pick unless you got bigger goals than personal success. And yep. that speaks to the culture that Mike Norvell's building there. So tip of the cap, Florida State. Uh, just really as impressive a job of the weekend uh, as we saw. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million-plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools, showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, Being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
at JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind-down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her. Each in women's petite and plus sizes. And Stafford and Mutual Weave for him. Style and comfort for all, even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Maybe not so impressive what you saw over there in Indiana, Ohio State, Indiana, Kyle McCord, uh, Aaron, unfortunately, I was planning on watching Kyle McCord film this morning. I got a flat tire. Um, now, did I get the tire changed in about 15 minutes, even though it's been years? Yes. Again, mm. I'm not looking for any praise or anything, you know, pretty manly of me, though, pretty mechanically of me, though. Uh, but the point is, I'm going to have to lean on your film review. Um, for these McCord takes, because there's a lot of discussion yeah. as to whether or not Ohio State has a quarterback problem, which sounds fucking crazy considering yeah. they've thrown 40 plus touchdowns each of the last like five years. Uh, does do the Ohio State Buckeyes have a QB problem? It's a problem if you're expecting Kyle McCord to be a first round quarterback immediately. If you're expecting him to be a first round quarterback after this year, then yes. If you're thinking that uh, Justin Fields or, or any of the great quarterbacks for the past, you know, five or six years was going to walk out there and all of a sudden put five touchdowns on the board, then yeah, it's a problem. I was. But is he a, then, then that's, that's your, your, your idiot for thinking that, I guess. <laughs> and it's the same thing for Clemson. Like you, you, we get put into this, in this mindset of they're producing this top tier talent. It's never going to end. At some point, it is going to end. Like at some point, you are just going to get just a good quarterback, just a good wow. college quarterback. So. That's not going to be an NFL guy but doesn't make him a bad guy for your football team. And that's how I kind of view right now, Kyle McCord. And it's week one on the road. Let's just pump the brakes before we make too big of a, a hasty decision on him. I saw some good. Did I see some bad? Yeah. Did I see some missed throws? Did I see a horrendous interception where he's rolling to the right and throws across his body? Yeah, it's stupid. Don't, don't do that, kid. Learn, learn. But he's going to learn from his mistakes. I guarantee you he has a monster game this weekend versus Youngstown State. And we see that improvement of him in the offense. But is he a superstar that we're accustomed to seeing wearing the 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 Buckeye uniform? No, he could he could could he still be though? I mean, because kind of in keeping with your general theme here, like, do you allow room for growth, or you're saying like, no, oh. if you are that superstar, you would have been better out the gate. I think if you were that superstar, you would have been better off at the gate. Okay, that's why I'm saying like he's not CJ, he's not Justin, but he's not shit. He's a good. I I saw enough. From him to say that's a good that's a good quarterback that's a good quarterback with still elite talent around him. Offense line has to play better, but he's a good quarterback with with some decent potential. But I, I do walk away from that. I do walk away from that game and watching him, and then turning on Michigan and watching JJ McCarthy right afterwards and saying there is for the first time in a long time, wow. the first time in a long time, Michigan has not just only the better quarterback, but far superior quarterback in this rivalry. It is not even close, not even close 
where J.J. McCarthy is right now as a quarterback and what Ohio State has between their two quarterbacks. That's, that, that is all I need to know for me to say Michigan 100%, give them the Big Ten championship, it's over with. If you uh, have the better quarterback in that and you're already not the more physical team, you ain't going to win that football game. There's no chance in hell Ohio State beats Michigan. And so does this quote hit any differently then now, Aaron Murray? Because a lot of people clowned it this offseason when Jim Harbaugh said this. Quote, talking about J.J. McCarthy. I think there's some comparison to Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. And I know there are others that have that level of talent plus at the quarterback position to do anything for their team. I base that off watching the way that Patrick Mahomes interacts with his teammates, what he says about his teammates and what they say about him. Josh Allen, what they say about him and about his teammates. That's what I see in J.J. McCarthy every single day. Now, he invoked a couple of big names there. And to be fair, he's not even necessarily talking about just football. He's talking about being a leader, interacting with teammates, all these other sorts of things. But, like, does that quote feel more valid? here after week one. I've never seen anyone improve arm strength as much as I saw JJ improve his arm strength from last year to this year. Okay. Uh, it was it was a different man. It really was. It was a di- go back and watch the tape and the throws he made. I illustrated one of it on my Twitter, uh, a dagger out that he threw fading away, fading to his left, pressure in his face, and threw a 20, 25-yard dagger across the field on a frozen rope. Then he threw a corner route, about a 20, 25-yard corner route in the red zone for a touchdown where the ball maybe got 10 yards off the ground. And I'm just like, where was this arm strength last year when, to me, all you could do was throw little drag routes? I mean, you watch the Michigan tape last year. It was run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, play yeah. action, drag route. That was yeah. it. And maybe it I mean, just they almost lost to Illinois because of it. Yeah, and now all of a sudden you see a guy making NFL throws left and right look easy all of a sudden. Damn. That's a hell of a um, throw. I just I just went on your Twitter and looked it up. That's yeah. a pretty beast. Um, he was the missing piece, I, and and I and I want to see what the receivers from Michigan look like versus mm-hmm. an elite secondary. But I no longer question JJ McCarthy. So I don't, I don't, I don't question him, his talent, his arm strength. It's 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 now on the receivers. If this if this team doesn't make it to the championship, it's not because of the defense. It's not because of the run game. It's not because of JJ. It'll be can the receivers win versus a Georgia secondary. So what's interesting about this, this question of to go back to the original question, does Ohio State have a quarterback problem? It's almost like, yes, but not only because of Kyle McCord, but Ohio State has a problem because Michigan does not. Yeah. Right. Like for the first time, like you said, for the first time in forever, Michigan actually has the upper hand, the most important position in football. Last thing on the Buckeyes here. Uh, in your film review of this game, any criticism for Brian Hartline calling plays of Ryan Day? Like, could you could you feel anything like that, or it is that hard weird. to discern? Go back and watch it. It was crazy the Going amount of times that that Ohio State lined up in the I formation. Mm. Like, I'm like, what what am I watching here? And to me, the distrust of the quarterback. If you're listening, I gave T-Bob a little wink, wink. Good, yeah, my good bad. Call. I jumped yes. in there. My bad. Yeah. My bad. No, no, I love that you jumped in there. Um, um, that's exactly it. You're, you, are you trying to protect your quarterback? Mm, I've mm, never mm. seen that so much in Ohio State game this week. Like, what are they doing? Under wow. center, eye formation, multiple times. Um, 
All right, dude. Okay. A lot of old empires looking a little creaky, which is mm. the perfect transition into our week one snaps top 10 Tuesday ranking. I just made this a Tuesday deal. We're going to do this every Tuesday now. I like it. Um, top 10 Tuesdays here on snaps. Uh, okay. We have not shown each other each other's lists. I think we just are going to hash this out one by one as we generally do. I assume we're, um, well, mm, never mind. I have Michigan at one, mm. UGA at two. I'm sure you still have UGA at one. I see until until they lose. It's I, I can't not okay, put okay. their back. I won't, I, won't, champs. I won't fight that. I won't fight tomato, that. Tomato, tomato. UGA one, okay. Michigan two. Deal. Yes, hundred percent. Florida yes. State three. Yes. Oh yeah, we're on the same page. Okay, I thought that mm -hmm. was maybe going to be a big shot. Fucking mm -hmm. right. There we go. I told. I I just said it ten minutes ago. They're the only team in the country that I don't have a question about. Their their team. I don't have a question about them. They look solid as hell. So this is where it starts to get a bit wonky. Um, or where I lose a bit of conviction. I have Alabama four. I have Alabama four. Okay. Hey, whoa! Look at us, bro. I got. Let me let me go five. So then just the. Yeah. I have Notre Dame at five. Okay, I had Notre Dame at nine because I was making them earn it a bit more based on where they started. But <laughs> I had Penn State at five. So I'd um, eight. Okay. Well, okay, then let's do this because I actually trust and you've empowered me to make this decision. Uh I actually had Notre Dame at eight. I realized I did a top nine. I'm an idiot. Um <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I have them on there twice. Um I okay. That's when you know I, you're so scared of Alabama, you start putting them twice. No, shut the fuck list. up. Shut the fuck up. Oh you're a liar. God, shut the fuck bitch. up. Uh, shut up. I hate you. Uh let's go. I, I trust Sam Harvey more than Aller at this point. So yeah. we'll go, we'll go Notre Dame five. Okay. I'll go Penn State have, six. Okay, Penn State six. We'll put it ten six. I have Ohio State seven. I don't have Ohio State in my top ten. Whoa, whoa. So there is a quarterback problem. Who do you have? Washington at seven? Uh so we're so what do we have? We have Notre Dame at five. Yeah. Penn State at six. Yep. I had Utah at seven. Okay. I mean, I ain't have Utah in there, but like, fuck me for being an asshole because I should because all you. I mean, they beat Florida though. But I mean, I love the culture and everything. I love the defense uh, and the fact yeah. that they look the way they looked without their 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 superhero at quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I to be down eight starters, th third string quarterback, and no. just go out there and handle Florida. I, I guess you're right. okay. I'm. You're right. At a certain point, we have to give Utah credit for being good. We right? do. I yeah. mean, so yeah. Utah seven, Washington eight, then. I have USC eight, Washington nine. Or, no, I have Washington ten. Sorry, I cannot I accept. It. I cannot accept USC over Washington. Cannot do it after week one. <sighs> cannot. Washington uh, played a much better opponent and looked better. Fine, I'll give. I'll concede. You concede early. I'll concede here. There we go. Utah Washington. seven, Washington eight, USC nine, Texas and then I don't have a tenth team. Oh. Texas. It's meant to be. It's meant to be. It's meant to be. T Bob. Your fault for screwing up your own damn list. You you brought this on yourself here. So right now you, you have no Ohio State, and you think Texas is better than Ohio State is what you're saying. I do think Texas is better than Ohio State. I do. God damn it! God damn it! <laughs> mm, this is this is dumb. This is dumb. But I also think Ohio State may lose two games. I think Texas may lose yeah. four. But um, 
do we rock, paper, scissors this? Like, I, I don't I, I, No, okay. The person okay. who doesn't even have 10 on their list loses a right to add number okay. 10. Okay, okay. Correct. And the producer of the show says we get to preview a top 10 matchup all week, so Texas is number 10. Okay, yes. okay, okay. Fair. Uh, well, well struck on both counts, lads. <laughs> um, all right, so here it is. From 10 to 1, your snaps top 10 week 1. Yep. Top 10 Tuesday. Texas 10. USC nine, Washington eight, Utah seven, Penn State six, Notre Dame five, Alabama four, Florida State three, Michigan two, and the UGA Bulldogs still number one. And yes, that means you got a top 10 matchup coming up this week. Cannot wait. Um, how about the Pac 12, by the way? A little fun fact here, boys 13 and 0, or was it 14? Whatever. Yeah. How many undefeated on the weekend? First time the Pac 12's done that since 1932. First time in the last 40 years that a Power 5 conference has done that. George Kliakoff really fucked this all up. Uh, like, or the, whatever leadership you want to blame for it. Because, it, and, and, and not only undefeated, mm. and had yet another first-round quarterback talent emerge in the conference yeah. that already had the best quarterback talent top to bottom. Also, I feel like a strong weekend for the ACC, beating the crap out of both SEC opponents. Good on them. Yeah, SEC had a rough, rough weekend between lost to what lost three ranked matchups. Uh, lost to three ranked teams, right? Florida I mean, State lost, uh, or LSU lost to Florida State. Florida lost to Utah. Yep, and then USC lost to North Carolina. Zero and three yep. against the top twenty-five. Which, by the way, more let's give some credit to UNC because um, we kind of glossed over that earlier, but like. I think we were all guilty of kind of disrespecting them and not really talking about them because they they felt they felt kind of frivolous. You got to know nine and four, maybe put up with that, whatever. Uh, but Gene Chizik had that defense kind of playing yeah. fucking tough and and mean. Like I think South Carolina's O line is probably nine hot garbage. Sacks. Have you like, ever seen nine sacks in a game? No, no, no. and it should have been like fourteen. Actually, like massive credit to Spencer Rattler for ending up with the numbers that he did because I. I don't know. How would you feel? How would your body feel after nine sacks, uh, Aaron? Uh, oof. Awful. Yeah, that was a rough one for him. Feel bad. Feel bad. Because he had a good game, man. He, he gave him a chance. But he can't do much when you're on your back. Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. I'm leaving that one. Uh, there it is. Your first top 10 Tuesday. Uh, I okay. A little side note here, a little life sidebar. Though life has basically been consuming college football lately. Uh, I was taking my kids to the pool yesterday. Hit a little rain patch. Decided to make a movie audible. Saw that new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. Really good movie. You know, not quite on the Spider Verse level. Definitely inspired by cool ass animation style. Just dripping with style, really. But like, mm. and, and you know, I was never the biggest TMNT kid. I, I liked it fine, but I know like people around our age are some like people that really are obsessed. But I think Seth Rogen was one of the main creatives behind it, and I just want to say like take about everybody had a piece of making that movie because that movie's way better than it had any right to be. And I'm not saying anybody should like rush to theaters or anything, but like when it's on digital for rent or buy or just if you wait till it starts free on some streaming service you pay for, it, it's definitely worth your time. I would say that it's worth your time for sure. So check it out. Little man would like it. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's he might. One. He's watching, but he's watching a little ninja, mutant ninja, mutant ninja turtles. Mutant ninja yeah, turtles. teenage mutant ninja yeah, turtles. Te teenage, teenage. Don't forget yeah. the teenage there. Don't forget the teenage. Uh, I mean, our entire lives are spent talking about hard body teens, Aaron. We can't mm -hmm. ever forget the teenage. 
Um, so yeah, good on you guys. You made you made a hell of a movie. All right, that'll do it for today's show. A huge thank you to Pat Gunther, Ryan Brumley, Danny Cardenas, Chris Tran, Adam Gracia, everybody at the volume, Papa Cowherd. Sorry, my Tigers let you down after you made him your Natty Champ pick. Mm. Colin. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, sucks. Uh, but you know what doesn't suck? Everybody out here listening. And the biggest of all, thank you to you who listen and like and share and rate and review. Please continue to do so. We love you so much. And we'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of Snaps. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, watch it now on digital. Rated R.